February 27, 2020, Jack Saint uploaded a video to his YouTube channel titled, Stars is a Deviant Furry Masterpiece. I was wary. I, Will Williams, am not typically an anime person, but this video essay convinced me to go down this bizarre road with bizarre characters and an even stranger plot, and I fell in love. When I watched this show, all I could think of was my good dear friend David Reinstrom and how much he might benefit from seeing it, or at least enjoy watching it. And so, this podcast was born. I realized that not only did I really want to talk with somebody as they were experiencing Beastars for the first time, but the same was true about Community, Avatar The Last Airbender, and The Good Place. This podcast will have four tracks, one for each show. You can listen to them as they come out one by one, or you can focus on just listening to the episodes for one show. I don't care. This is my low maintenance project. I have a lot of projects out there. I'm very sleepy. And this one I am doing for fun with my friends about shows that I love. In this episode, our pilot, I'll be quizzing David on how much he knows about Beastars before we start watching together. You'll hear three noises. This, when David is correct about an assumption. This, when David is incorrect about an assumption. And this, when it's a little unclear or he's close but misses the mark just a bit. So join me as I introduce David Reinstrom to Beastars, a furry vore anime about old goat fingers, chicken period capitalism, and the inherent horniness of near-death experiences. David. Yes, Will. I would like to start by asking you, and I think that, uh, I think out of all of the different shows we're going to be talking about on this podcast, I think you're going to be the person who's the most familiar with the premise of this show. Yes. Because I, uh, clearly, it is a show that requires, I, I had to sell it to you somehow, you know? You really did, buddy. <laughs> So, uh, what do you know about Beastars? Uh, God, if I can, if I can summon up what you said to me, the way I'm paraphrasing mm-hmm. you selling it to me in my head mm-hmm. is, what if Zootopia were hornier and sadder? Mm-hmm. Is that, is that about the size of it? Yeah. Yeah. It's like a young, a young wolf man at a college and he he like has all this internalized self-hatred mm-hmm. and whether or not that self-hatred rest you know it's it's about his like predatory nature and whether or not that's about like masculinity or you know whiteness or whatever kind of like dominant oppressive culture that he is part of that he hates about himself it's like he's at war with himself but he's also very much attracted to this rabbit woman um who like all rabbits loves to engage in sex having. Um, I guess I shouldn't say hashtag not all rabbits. I, I haven't seen any of the show, but like he's kind of pulled in two directions because he's both like attracted to her, but he also wants to like eat and kill her, kill and eat her. We shall see. Uh, and also I think he joins the drama club. 
Okay. That's what I know. So a young, a a a young extracurricular drama student who is a wolf battles the demons within himself and also his desire to eat or sleep with or both a an attractive rabbit lady. Okay. 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 A solid start. A solid start. Um, how old do you think the wolf is? Uh, maybe 18, 19 years old. Okay. okay. Unless it's, unless it's like being hyper serious about like how, you know, I don't know how the transition from animal to anthropomorphized animal is. And maybe he's like three and that's even weirder. But I'm going to say that if he's people aged, then he's late high school or early college. Okay. Uh, yeah, I, I think that that's one thing I can tell you up front is that they uh, they have human ages. Okay. I did not consider um, the concept of, like, dog years. Uh, and now I am alarmed and confused. Mm-hmm. But in the show, they do have human ages. <laughs> okay. First image incoming. This character you probably recognize. This is... Okay, so the characters' names are written out differently depending on where you're watching Beastars or reading Beastars. Uh, for the purpose of this, we're going to call this character Legoshi. So, Legoshi? Okay. Yes. So you like likely recognize him. Yes. Can you describe this character? Sure. So I'm looking at a dour, lanky, anthropomorphized wolf. He's wearing like pinstriped pants, uh, a blue waistcoat. Uh, white shirt with like a white button front shirt with sleeves rolled up and uh, his collar is slightly undone but he's got like a a black necktie Um, he it it looks kind of like an iteration on a like a classic Japanese like men's school uniform he's he's a gray wolf he's got a little gray tail poking out looks like he's wearing Tim's on his feet are those like Timberland looking Timberland like work work boots. Yeah, yeah. I've never looked at his shoes before. Uh, I hate them. <laughs> what do you think Lagoshi's deal is? I mean, he looks miserable. <laughs> it's it's interesting because it looks like the illustration that you sent me has Lagoshi kind of looking. Uh, he's like in three quarters profile, mm-hmm. but he is directly looking into the quote unquote the camera. Mm-hmm. Um, in, in what feels like kind of an arch or ironic way. Um, part of me wonders if Lagoshi as a character is going to do direct camera address, if he's going to like break from um, the, the diegesis to like directly address the audience. Hmm. That's a big leap just from the way he is looking at the viewer. But he, he's kind of got these like sleepy but intense half-lidded eyes. He just looks so sad, he does Will. He really sad. <laughs> And and maybe that's just like what you've told me is like informing that impression. But he just looks so miserable. It's weird because he's standing upright. He's got rather erect carriage, and yet he just feels slumped within. There's something about his like facial, like the face that he is making. He just looks so weary. Mm-hmm. I I should say when I found this image. It's like, you know, the first image that comes up when you search uh, uh, Beastars Lagoshi. And I was taken aback by how good his posture was here. 
Mm-hmm. Oh, is he normally pretty slumpy? Oh, absolutely. He has a very distinct posture that I think is really brilliantly animated. Um, but let's let's move on to the next character. Okay, this is Haru. Haru. Okay. Okay, go ahead and describe what you're seeing. I am seeing the... Uh, so, okay, so we're looking at a rabbit woman who is wearing a, a belted white dress that's kind of got, like, what, she got an ascot, mm-hmm, like, mm-hmm. knitted at the throat, um, and then white socks with, like, black Mary Janes. Very sensibly dressed person for, like, a character that I assume is going to later be hypersexualized. sexualized uh, mm-hmm. But this is, not, this is not an especially, like, sensationalized or sexualized outfit. This is, this feels like a relatively normal or conservative mode of dress for a rabbit person. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Uh, her eyes are very different than Lugoshi's. Uh, they seem to be mostly uh, iris as opposed to Lugoshi who had very big like yellow scleras and small um, and small irises and pupils. Whereas mm-hmm. the way this prey character is designed, uh, she just has these big, enormous, like watery anime eyes. What do you think Haru's deal is, both from what you know and what you assume looking at her here? Um, I feel like from what I know, and maybe from what you've told me, that she has difficulty fitting in, especially... I don't know how the society of Beastars works. Uh, I don't know if, like, predatory animals have political and cultural power over prey animals, but I, I, I feel like what you told me is that she uses her sexuality in order to, like, survive in in the world of the, the university or wherever it is that they are. I don't know. She seems like an assertive person, but I, I would also say that, like, engaging in rabbit stereotype, she's probably very frightened. And that that confidence hides, like, a, a deeply anxious core. Next one incoming, this is Louie. I believe the Netflix uh, subtitles call him Rui, um, but I've I've seen it as Louie before then. Louie seems like a dick. (laughs) Okay. That's my that's my initial impression. He's got like a so okay, so we're looking at a a deer or some kind of antlered cervid person who's wearing the exact same pants and shoes mm-hmm. and waistcoat as um as Lagoshi. So okay, so this leads me to think like yes, this is um like a standardized outfit that people that attend this school wear. Uh I, I further think so okay, so he's got like a a rack of antlers, not an enormous rack of antlers, but they kind of curve up. Mm-hmm. Um He's he's wearing kind of a snarky expression, it seems to me. I don't know. He's a cartoon. He's a deer. It's hard to read. Um, but he's got, like, narrowed eyes and kind of his brows are slanted downwards, suggesting he is not happy that you're looking at him. Mm-hmm. Um, the brows are doing a lot of work here. A lot of work on that face. Um, and he's wearing kind of this bottle green... Er, he's wearing this green, possibly velvet... Uh, jacket? Would you call that a blazer? I would call it a blazer. I think it's somewhere between, like, sage and bottle. Okay. Yeah. 
He's wearing a sage to bottle green blazer <laughs> um, with a little yellow badge um, just on the on the left breast, which the first thing that pops to my head is like, oh, this guy's a prefect or he's like an older student who is in some position of authority. Hmm. Uh, I don't know if that's what that little patch means, but the first thing that I thought of was like, oh, if this were Hogwarts or, you know, a British public school, he would be a prefect. He'd be an older student that bosses around younger students. Mm. So um, we've, we've gotten some details on uh, the perceived personality here. What else can you tell me about what you think his deal is? If I'm, I'm just going to engage in some wild mass guessing Hell yeah. uh, or wild guessing about like the nature of the conflict in the show. Mm-hmm. Uh, but I think that Louis is in a position of authority over Legoshi and he knows about the relationship that Legoshi and Haru have and he is not about it because he feels protective of prey of fellow prey animals and it's interesting because his eye design is kind of at the halfway point between Lagoshi's like big sclera little iris and um and haru's like enormous iris no sclera design hmm. so he's got like like a lot of you he still has lots of visible sclera sorry my dad's an eye doctor so i think about this stuff maybe more often than most i um, I, I think that it's uh i think it's pertinent so please go on well, I think that he is occupying a midpoint between the extreme poles of, you know, if if Lagoshi is all the way over on Predator side and Haru is all the way over on the Prey side, then Louis is kind of directly in the middle because he is large. He he seems to be approximately the same proportions as uh, as Lagoshi, and he also has a rack of antlers, so he's tall and he can defend himself. Um, I think I don't know. So so it, it seems like he is going to position himself as an intermediary between those two characters. Maybe he is also interested in Haru and thinks that like a relationship between the two of them would be preferable because they're both prey animals. Um, I think, I don't know. You've, you've told me before that there's like a lot of, I don't know how explicit it is necessarily. Um, but that there's like this element of, I don't know that you could read like a lot of the conflict in B stars as being about whatever your, forgive the expression, favorite flavor of oppression is. Mm -hmm. And so if this is about misogyny, he strikes me as like kind of a misguided white knight type who's like mm. i must defend the honor of women while ignoring their agency and so if haru and Lagoshi are sexually attracted to one another he might try to uh interpolate himself between them fascinating i uh, and you're not going to tell me how clo- how hot or how cold i am on any of this huh oh absolutely not no all right <laughs> Thanks for joining us on this very first pilot episode of Empty the Cues. You can find me on Twitter at at Will W. Writes. That's W-I-L-W underscore writes. You can find David on Twitter at Icarus Floats. I-C-A-R-U-S Floats. Join us next week where I'll be watching Meow 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 with Meow Meow Meow. Meow.